Wasn't that analogy fascinating about the king who goes and takes somebody out of the dumps and brings them into the most private place within the castle and bonds with him and just a very emotional and evocative example. Now in in accordance with all these words and all the insights, and much more so, doubled and redoubled without end, has Hashem done to us. In other words, this parable is a precise description of the relationship which Hashem, Hashem has forged with every one of us, and even more so. The ordinary citizen who's disgusting is me, is you. You're ordinary because your mind is weak to meditate properly. I'm saying you as in you, the human being. You and I are disgusting the most lowly of men because of our character. You are disheveled and cast in garbage because you think, say, and do inappropriate things. Again, this is not about beating yourself up. It's about an honest, an honest reflection. Tanya doesn't deal, deal with pop psychology. God is the great and influential king who has come to you and I, lifted us out of our pitiful state, and dignified us and expressed his love. Hashem is great because his greatness can never be fathomed. He fills all the worlds and transcends all the worlds. And God is influential because as the Zohar and Arizal taught us, there are so many chambers and worlds over which God's influence spreads that they are countless. And in each of these spiritual worlds and chambers, there are hundreds of millions of angels per brigade and an unlimited number of brigades. As the Talmud says that there's literally no number. Thousands upon thousands is the size of one brigade, but there's no limit to the numbers of brigades. Now, of course, God is more than great and influential. As we learned earlier in Tani, His presence is so powerful that it makes any other independent existence impossible. And in your presence, Hashem, everything is nothing, as the Zohar says. An individual identifies and individual identities of all the brigades of angels are garnished. They're voided, literally, like the way one spoken word is literally voided of its identity in the deep core of its soul, where the, the power of speech is, as we spoke about in chapter 20 and 21. You have infinite potential for speech. So what's one word in comparison? Now, we have demonstrated how God is great and influential of our, uh, as the king in our parable. As we continue to decipher the parable, the Tanya will now explain how God shows an abundant and intense love to an ordinary citizen. As we say every day in davening, the angels ask, where is the place of glory? And what do they answer? All the earth is filled with his glory. And where is God's glory on the earth? The Jewish people. It's us. For the blessed one, Blessed Holy One Hashem has disregarded the worship of the upper and lower worlds and he chose none of them. Except Israel is people. God's choice of Israel over other than all the inhabitants of upper and lower worlds represents an abundant and intense love to an ordinary citizen. And what did we mean in the parable that the citizen is disgusting and must men? Hashem took the Israelites out of Egypt, the land of poverty, a place of spiritual pollution and impurity. Not through an angel, as we say, Lo malach, we say in the Haggadah. But Hashem himself came down there, as Hashem says in the verse, I shall descend to rescue them. And why? Because Hashem wants to interact with us 
with a close and genuine interaction, with hugs and kisses, and the merging of spirit and spirit, as we said in the analogy. Hashem took us out to have an intimate and genuine union. A, a union that connects profoundly with the soul. Like Song of Songs, Shira Shirim says, mouth to mouth kiss. And how does this kiss work out in practical? This refers to when we study Torah, specifically halacha, as we're told that that is God's word. And emerging of spirit of spirit through understanding the Torah and knowing his wisdom, we become one with him. And we also have an intimate union of hugging through observing the mitzvahs, which are the 248 body parts of the king, as we mentioned earlier. We spoke about this in chapter 4. And generally speaking, the 248 positive mitzvahs are divided into three lines, as we're doing now in the Omer. Chesed, Gvur, Tiferes. Generally, they're Chesed, Discipline, and Compassion, Rachamim, another word for Tiferes. The core spiritual energies of the universe are divided into three lines. The polar opposites of Chesed, Give, and Din, Withhold, represent right and left lines, and Rachamim, Compassion, is in the center since it mediates between the two. Chesed said, give to everyone no matter what they're deserving. Din says, only give to the deserving. And Rachamim agrees with Din that in principle we should withhold benefits, but pleads for compassion, siding with Chesed. So we all do that. These, and, and we're all connected to the king in all three lines. And these three lines correlate neatly with the Mishnah statement that the world stands on three things, Torah, worship, and acts of kindness. Acts of kindness, such as charity, represent the right line. Worship, prayer, represents a process of self-discipline. Left line. And Torah, which guides how to integrate chesed and din, when to act generously and when to exercise restraint, is the middle, rachamim. And the Kabbalah refers to the three lines as two arms and the body of God, so to speak. According to the Zohar, the three lines of the spirit are symbolically depicted as God's two arms and body. Following this imagery, we might say that through observing the 613 mitzvahs in all their three lines, we hug, so to speak, the arms and the body of Hashem.